I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and I was going to wait to record this podcast episode like kind of last minute because, I don't know, I kind of just wanted to go and be inspired by all of these women I'm meeting this week at Practical Magic, but I just had this interview um, with someone that's actually really important to me, (laughs) and he has no idea that he's important to me, Um, but I had this interview today, and it kind of brought things full circle, and I wanted to talk to you about this concept of more, 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 because I feel like there's, there's, it's a double-edged sword. And so I wanted to kind of tease apart these two things because I think they're really important. So the person that I interviewed today um, is John Kim. He's the angry therapist, and he may be releasing his episode in a couple of weeks. He has a book coming out, which I'm so excited for him. I've been watching his journey, uh, gosh, for, you know, the past almost like four years, really. And when I first came into contact with him and his work, I was um, doing my internship to become a fully licensed professional counselor. And he was the first person that I really saw um, taking his background in mental health and applying it to coaching and doing it in a way that just felt like so good and relatable. And that was something that was always really important to me. You know, I feel like there's so many, uh, I don't know, stigmas associated with like mental health. And we all have mental health. <laughs> um, we all have periods of time when we are more depressed um, or when we're more anxious. And we're all kind of on this continuum, you know? And I, I think that's the case for addictions. I think that's the case for like relationship drama. Like we're all having this human experience. And I don't think that we should be shaming people for having a difficult time. Like it's normal for a lot of us to go through difficult periods of our life. Um, That's part of being human. And so when I first came in touch with his work, I was just really, I was impressed and I was intrigued. And it wasn't too long after that, that I really started to kind of feel pulled in this other direction. And it was, it was a scary time for me because I was like right at the end of my internship, which was like 3,000 hours. It was taking me a year and a half to, to do all of this. And I was getting ready to start this new career field that I had gone to school for, I had worked for. And now I was here at the you know precipice of actually being able to do it. And I was like, ah, I don't know if this is the whole story. And I started talking to a lot of my therapist friends and I was like, well, I'm thinking of like this like life coaching thing. Like it just feels way more my speed and I love the connection. I love the authenticity. I love the vulnerability. Um, I love just the open sharing. I love the normal, the normalizing. I love um, non-stigma, like just decreasing the stigma around people who want to better themselves, you know? And Granted, there is a difference between life coaching and therapy. That's a different conversation. Um, I do think that therapists are a better fit for certain life situations and life coaches are a better fit for others. But I started just feeling like there was something else that I was supposed to be doing. And a lot of the people I was talking to about all this were like, are you crazy? 
Like, why would you go and throw away all of your education, all of this time you've invested in pursuing this career? Like, you're right at the at the end of this road where you can finally, you know, hang your hang your shingle with your LPC and go and and do this. And I was like, I just, you know, I I can't shake it, I can't shake it. And my soul was like, there's something more, there's something more, there's something more. I was like, eh, we've been down the more, more, more path before. <laughs> um, and I just, I, it was hard because I wanted to trust it. But then again, I was like, well, am I pursuing this for the right reasons? Because sometimes more, more, more can come from the ego too, right? And my ego has definitely taken me down that route of um, getting more certifications and more letters after my name and more accolades and all of these things um, to fill the sense of enoughness for me. And that never has ended up feeling the way that I wanted to feel. And I think that's the thing about the more, more, more when it's coming from the ego, it's always, it's always rooted in this concept of not enough, Right. The more, more, more from your soul is kind of like, it just has a totally different energy to it because first it's not desperate. There is no desperation. There is no neediness. It is, a, you just feel like a gravitational pull towards something. And regardless of how much you try to ignore it or say that's stupid, that's dumb, I'm not listening to that, no, 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 it's not for me. Your soul, which is so beautiful. <laughs> your soul will refuse to leave you alone. <laughs> so, and I have experienced this many times when I am not listening to the more, more, more of my soul, when it's saying, Megan, there's something more for you here. Um, there's something that you're supposed to be expanding into. There's more purpose out there. There's more fulfillment out there. Um, what about trying this thing? And I'm like, mm, no, no. What happens is that it will always come back around. So no matter how much I try and bury it, the truth will always rise. That's where that phrase comes from for me, that your truth will always rise because it's true. When your soul knows that there is something more for you and that, that can be more for anything, that could be more joy or, or happiness that is available to you. Um, if that is a better relationship for you, if that is better work, more fulfilling work for you, there's going to be this little nudge either in the, like the pit of your stomach, which is kind of how it usually hits me or kind of in your chest. It's always very like a physical sensation and it might show up differently for you, but it's going to kind of feel like something's not quite right. And maybe you can't quite put your finger on it. And that's going to add to the confusion. <laughs> and the ego, ego does not like confusion. <laughs> and because you will be confused, the ego will try and talk you out of this and tell you all the reasons why you should stay with where you are and not listen to that more and more and more of your soul. You just need to do more of these other things that the ego really wants, right? Which is usually very much grounded in like real world makes total sense kind of stuff, right? You just need to try harder in your marriage. You just need to forgive him or her. 
Um, you just need to try harder at work, right? This is what the ego will say. And the soul is like, but this just doesn't, I just can't shake this feeling. Like there's just this uneasiness and I don't know what it means. I don't know. Like if it's not this, then what, right? The soul, <laughs> the soul's more and more creates a lot of questions that you generally don't have the answer to right away. And so that's why it's usually kind of scary to just trust it and listen to it and just see what happens. The ego, on the other hand, it likes to make plans, girl, and it will make all kinds of plans <laughs> and it makes you feel safe. But the problem with feeling safe is that usually your soul wants you to expand past safety. So you can see why this creates a conundrum. And for most of the people that I work with, they usually find me when they're in this space of their soul is saying there's something more for you here, whether that's more healing, more joy, more happiness, more creativity, more self-expression, more love, more fulfilling work, whatever that is. They can't seem to shake this little nudging of their soul asking for more. That's when they usually find me and we talk about cultivating the courage to actually follow that. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And there's not going to be this big grand plan. A lot of the times it's usually just one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. So the reason that this kind of caught up with me today is as I was interviewing John you know, I was thinking like, what would have happened if I had not have listened to my soul asking or telling me <laughs> that there was more for me? Um, this podcast would not exist. Um, my business would not exist. Um, all of the people that I have met through both of these avenues, the podcast and my business probably would not know. Um, there are clients that I have worked with that we have made just such tremendous transformation for them that are now going out and rippling um, their joy outward into the world. That would not have happened. Um, I would not, I, I mean, I, I can't say this full heartedly, but I don't think I would be nearly as fulfilled <laughs> as I am doing the work that I'm doing had I not listened to that, um, especially because of the way my life with Breck has gone. Um, you know, we move fairly frequently. So I would probably be working in an agency and be working full time, having to be away from Brack's at this point, if I was going to work at all. I mean, so many things would not be the same had I not listened to that little voice within me that was saying, there's more here. There's more here, even though it didn't make sense at the time, even though a lot of my colleagues were like, are you crazy? <laughs> maybe I am, but maybe all the best people are because maybe all the best people are, are crazy enough to follow something that doesn't necessarily make sense. It's just annoying. Or in my case, it's just that annoying little thing that just won't go away <laughs> until I start to honor it and listen to it and trust it. And there's a lot of processes that go into that of, of learning to honor and listen and trust, right? 
And for me, you know, when I'm listening to the ego more, 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 it is all about taking action and going 90 miles per hour and doing as much as I can, as fast as I can, hurry up and get there, right? That kind of um, momentum and that pace, if it's not balanced with taking time to tune in and to listen, listen to your inner guidance system, it's super easy to get off track. And it's super easy to just chase the more and more and more that the ego wants. And you will go and do all of those things and you'll get to this place where you have checked a whole bunch of stuff off the list and you're like, why doesn't this feel any better? Because there's this whole other side of you that you haven't been taking into account. Whether that's you going so fast in your life that you're not taking time to slow down and tune in, which was me for the grand majority of my life. Or you are tuning in and you're super scared to do what your soul is asking of you, right? I kind of liken it to like, like when people tell like, like missionaries, when they say, well, I got the call, right? And I'm always like, what does that mean? Like, I've always been so intrigued by it. Like, what does that feel like? They got the call. Like, how did they know that that's what God wanted them to do, Right. But the more I'm like on my own spiritual journey of really understanding the way that God talks to me and, you know, the way I interpret that and experience it, to me, it's like that little soul nudge. Like, you know that something is not quite right and you might not even be able to put your finger on it exactly. That's not the point. It's not the point. (laughs) The point is for you to admit, I don't know what I might want. I just know that it's not this. That is such a powerful starting place because once you give your soul the permission, like you're basically admitting to your soul, like, all right, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm listening. Something about this isn't quite right. I don't really know what that means. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing instead, but all I know is it's not this. Your soul, oh my God, it's so magical. Your soul takes that that little tiny seed of trust and it starts rolling with it and it starts opening up new windows, new doors of opportunity, new people come into your life, new things will catch your attention and it starts to weave this beautiful path for you all based on this little seed of trust. And I really think that that is very similar to the way like when people get the call from God, they're like, I have this idea. This is like a divinely inspired idea, right? I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And the minute that you admit that or someone admits that, it's like God starts to work in their life and put all of these little things in place, right? And it also reminds me, which this is going to sound totally off topic, but just follow me, hang in here with me. If you guys watch Fixer Upper, which I'm obsessed, Chip and Joanna Gaines, they're like, my favorite couple ever because Chip is such a ham and Joanna is just so lovely and charming and they're just great together. But anyways, if you read their story, um, you know, Joanna used to have Magnolia market and it was just like a store that sold antiques. Right. And she, well, she tells the story that God told her that she needed to close the shop because something else was coming. And she was like, are you sure? Cause it was like a really big deal for her. Just close the shop. There's nothing else like in her atmosphere of what could, what this next big thing could be. Right. And she, it was like blind faith. Like, all right, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to heed this call and I'm going to, you know, do this. And so she closes Magnolia market, like closes her business, 
with no plan of how that revenue is going to be made up for, right? And they have four kids. And it's like once she took that leap of faith, then they got picked up for Fixer Upper. And you guys, if you are not aware of this show, like they've gone on to create like paint lines, furniture lines, like all kinds of stuff. Like they have built this wonderful, beautiful empire of helping people create homes that they love and bringing community together. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful story. But it all started with God making this really huge ask of Joanna. And there was like no reason for her to say, oh yeah, I totally feel comfortable doing this because I see this is in the works. There was none of that. (laughs) And that's how it is when you're following the path of your soul. There might not always be that next big thing that you're aware of, but your soul knows that it's coming. Your soul knows that there's more for you if you will just trust it. And that is the hardest thing for us to do is take that blind faith because what we're really doing is we're having faith in ourselves. We're having faith that no matter what happens down this road, that God has us, the universe has us, and we have us. And those three things together, man, that's unstoppable, right? But if we don't listen to that more, 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 that more calling from our soul, Think about the tragedy that that creates because it's almost like it creates a prison, creates a prison. Like when we know that something is not right. And I I see this so much so in work and love, work and love, especially when we aren't pursuing the work that we're meant to do in the world, when we're not in the relationship that is meant to honor us and lift us up and provide that amazing environment for us to do some of our deepest healing and deep brightest expansion, right? If we stay in these things and not, and we don't listen to that voice of our soul saying, there's more for you. There's more meant for you. There's more joy, happiness, fulfillment out there for you. If we don't listen to that, we never open ourselves up to it ever, ever. And I think, I can't say without, you know, a shadow of a doubt, but I think that when we get to the end of the road here, what we're going to regret the most is when we did not listen to our soul. I think that if we play into the ego, play what's safe, we can still create a great life, you guys. People do it all the time. But there's still things that we're leaving on the table if we're not following what our soul is asking of us. Because that is like our purpose. That's our potential. That is like limitless joy that is available to us when we do that. And it's also going to be scary as hell. (laughs) But that's the adventure part. That's the adventure part. And the more you follow this more of your soul, the more courageous you become. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to know what that next big thing is that's coming. All we have to do is admit that I don't know what this is. I just know that it's not it. And trust that our soul will do the rest. It'll guide us where we need to be. 
Okay. That's where inner trust, inner faith is so incredibly crucial. And having a really strong relationship with God or the universe or your own belief system helps fill in the gaps because you know that God has you, the universe has you, and it's all orchestrating in your favor. So if you're in a situation right now in your life where you feel like there's just something off, there's just something off, if something feels off, it probably is. Trust that intuition because your soul is saying to you in those moments, there's more for you here. There's more available for you here. Will you trust me and take the leap? So I'm going to leave you with that this week because as I'm walking into a room full of women that I admire and love and have befriended over these short two years of online entrepreneurship, I think back to how this would not even be happening had I not listened to that more and more and more of my soul. And, you know, it's not that your soul ever stops telling you more and more and more. That's the way that it speaks to you. It's the way it, it helps you stay in alignment. So even though I took that big leap back then and I was like, oh my gosh, is this really the right decision? And I had all these people telling me, are you crazy? <laughs> When I look back and, I, and just how my path has gone, that was the first step of really listening and trusting and taking the leap. And now my soul is like, so that was fun. Let's do that shit again. <laughs> so it keeps on asking me to be more and more courageous and trusting it and to following the breadcrumbs is, that it's laying out for me, right? So I think if you give some reflection just over your own life, thinking of when you have, when you've listened to your soul, when you've honored your soul, when it's asked you for more and you, you've heeded that call, what has it gifted you? And on the flip side, when you have not listened to that, where has it taken you? Where has it taken you then? So if you are frustrated, feeling like you know there's something more, you can't put your finger on it, and you're super scared to take the leap, then reach out to me because I'm here to hold space for you, to lovingly hold your hand and walk this path with you, to be more courageous and to honor your soul because I promise you there's so much joy when you do. I'll see you in a couple of days for Motivational Monday, you guys. I'm sure I'll have tons of stuff to talk about with Practical Magic. I love you all. We'll talk soon. Have a beautiful weekend.